Hi, Olivia. What's up, Tashar? So thank you for coming on to the Honest Health Podcast. We're collaborating with your lovely YouTube channel, Glamour Post MD. Hey. Just going to do a quick camera look. Um, so yeah, and, and again, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I, I'm committed to bringing honest health information and conversations with healthcare professionals like yourself uh, to the world. And uh, I'm so honored to have you as th- my first guest. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's so exciting. Of course, of course. Um, so I want to just get, let's get right into it. Um, you want to talk a little bit about your background, where you went to medical school, um, what you're up to right now? Totally. Okay. So I'm Olivia. I'm a third year medical student. I am currently at a medical school in the Caribbean in Antigua. Shout out to Antigua. Uh, it's called American University of Antigua College of Medicine. Mm-hmm. So I did my first two years of basic sciences down there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm up in New York doing my core rotations, elective rotations. Uh, and I just finished uh, doing rotations in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And now I'm about to start my surgery rotation Ooh, in Brooklyn. That's exciting. Yeah. Um so what rotations have you done so far? I've done internal medicine in mm-hmm. Baltimore, B-more. I love that city. Yeah. Uh, and then I did my next rotation, pediatrics and mm-hmm. psychiatry in at Rumsey at Richmond University Medical Center in Staten Island. Okay. And now I'm going to Kingsbrook okay. in Brooklyn to start surgery and OBGYN. And then I finish off with family medicine. Awesome. So what are you most pumped for? Surgery is going to be really exciting. Uh, every medical student says that. I, I feel like that's that's very like a common sentiment. Um, so what I wanted to ask you, tell me about uh, medical school in the Caribbean. I mean, I have I have quite a number of of uh, friends in, in the healthcare industry and, and and who are who are going to be doctors who are currently doctors. A lot of my friends just um, just graduated today, so congratulations to everyone. Um, I know there's a stigma when it comes to yeah. to Caribbean medical schools. Um, we talked about this before, yeah. and I just thought your answer was so beautiful and and so like needs to be heard, right? So, yeah, take it away from there. Um, if I don't hit on that answer that we talked about before, I'll pull it out. I, yeah, pull, pull it out for me. That's yeah, perfect. So, uh, yeah, there is. I mean, I believe that there to be a stigma against uh, Caribbean medical schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it takes a certain GPA, a certain resume, a certain background to get into a U.S. medical school. And mm-hmm. even if you don't get in the first time, you know, some students reapply, go to graduate school. It could take years or yeah. you could get in the first time. Yeah. But what I'm so grateful for with Caribbean medical schools is that I didn't have that 4.0 GPA mm-hmm. and I didn't have, you know, a plethora of, of research backgrounds. I was a Spanish major in college, oh. but I really wanted to go to medical school still. Right. And so I thankfully had the opportunity to do that in the Caribbean. Mm. And so the stigma is that it's easier to get into. Right. And uh, since it's easier to get into, then maybe they're not as good as schools. But my experience with my medical school, American University of Antigua, AUA, we mm-hmm. call it for short, yeah, um, was beyond extraordinary. Uh, my professors were brilliant. Sure. And what I really loved about it is that there were a group of... My entire class, the whole group of students came from all 
backgrounds, countries, they were all ages, different ages. I mean, everyone just came from a different walk of life. And a lot of them had reasons why they did not could not go to a, a Canadian medical school or a U.S. medical right, school. Right. You know, one of my friends, Jeremy, he was he's 40 years old with two kids and a wife, and he was in uh, he was in EMS for 20 years, and he was oh. like, I want to go to medical school. Right. And so he had that opportunity to go to medical school in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And, like, thank God for Caribbean medical schools. That's, that's so great, what you just said. Um, and I'm going to pull out the thing that you said before yeah. that I thought was so great. What... What is your commitment to like when you when you decide to become a doctor, right? Like people who go to medical schools have a commitment at the end of the day, regardless of if they go to a Caribbean medical school, an American medical school, Canadian um, people from India come here after doing medical school in India and then have to redo medical school here. You know, Um, what is what is their commitment to to medicine, to the world? Right. And and that's something that we talked about. Yeah. 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 So. Regardless of what school you go to, regardless if you're in the Caribbean or coming from India and U.S. school, like the commitment is just to be with people and help people. So just because you are coming from a different area or you're coming from the Caribbean, if you are a good person and if you are compassionate and mm. empathetic, it doesn't matter what school you went to. It Absolutely. really, you know, the, the the education down there is is top notch. Like yeah. it really was, and um, and it really depends on the person you are. Right. It doesn't matter. You know, you could be a U.S medical student and just be you know have a mess of a life but maybe you know have your medical school to go i don't i don't know it it, 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 it people come from all different backgrounds so sure. it really matters on the how compassionate you are as a person and if you bring that compassion into medicine mm. that yeah again that's that's so great um the number of doctors uh becoming so the number of people becoming doctors every year is, is decreasing mm. that's like that's a sad reality right like uh mm. not enough people want to go through the the eight year the 12 years i should say 12 years of schooling to have this you know very secure profession mm. no one wants to do the work and if it weren't for schools like antigua uh, schools right. like in in antigua and, and uh, other parts of the caribbean other, other parts of the caribbean you know, like what would we would have even less rates of, right. of physicians in this country. And that's 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 a reality. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. Great. Um, so thank you for that. Um, so. So, yeah, what I also wanted to talk to you about is your podcast. So my YouTube channel. Sorry, your YouTube channel. Your podcast. My podcast, your YouTube <laughs> channel. Um, so Glamour Puss MD. Tell me all about it. Tell me what your big game is. Uh-huh. Uh, what are you up to? Okay, so I have a YouTube channel, Glamour Post MD, G L A M O U R, mm. like the magazine, how the British spell it. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, my goal there is to educate and empower adolescents in their mind and body health. Yeah. Adolescents are our future. They literally are the future of the world. Right. And so I want to set them up powerfully Mm -hmm. to know as much as they can about their bodies and their minds. Mm. Uh, So right now, what I, I started my YouTube channel back in August and what I started off with was, you know, my 11, my goddaughter, my 11 year old, Brianna, she asks me, like, why do we even get periods? Mm. It's like, that's a great question. (laughs) I didn't know that even when I was in college, probably, you know, like that is, that is information that isn't just like, like, why do you get a period? Like, right. 
Right. You know, it's not it's not at our fingertips. Mm. It's not really at the majority of teenagers' fingertips in yeah. the US, let alone the world. That's another issue. But so I was like, I needed to start something. You know, I have mm. ten younger cousins, guys and girls, all in their teenage years. And um uh so from like th- age 13, my goddaughter 13 to 21, 22. Okay. And all of them have different questions. And I'm like, the information just is not out there. So I started making videos on STIs, uh, ch- sexually transmitted infections. Uh, each one is a little bit different. You know, I pretend I'm a, I'm a telenovela star because I'm, I'm Cuban. <laughs> my mom's Cuban. My dad's Jewish. I'm a, my sister and I are Jubans. Oh, and so I speak it. Spanish. And so I incorporate some Spanglish into yeah. the episodes. And yeah. so I pretend I'm a telenovela star because Clamidia sounds like <laughs> a telenovela star's name. <laughs> and so I do, uh, I go through all the STIs. And then I go into how to put in a tampon, uh-huh. not taught in school. Really? Not taught in school, no. And wow. uh, and other things, just the anatomy, the anatomy of the vagina. Like, yeah. And also, like that's an okay term to use. It's yes. a part of our body. There's nothing right. to be shameful or embarrassed about. Mm. And so my theory is that if we teach our young people mm. to use those words comfortably, mm. like, vagina penis sex Mm. then if in the future well first of all it'll be comfortable for them to talk about sex it'll be comfortable them comfortable for them to have access to birth control and condoms and it won't be like a weird subject not taboo yeah Yeah. exactly it won't be taboo it won't be um it won't be a stigma right and so um topic of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) and so if we become comfortable with those words yeah then topics such as sexual assault and consent will play a role in the comfort of using those words i see so we'll be able to talk about assault and you know and and consent and what's what happens if you're harassed what happens if you're molested Mm. you know you have a little kid and they can't even say the word vagina so how are they going to be like mommy i was touched on my vagina by so and so so my goal is to destigmatize the language around sex so that we could powerfully we could talk about it powerfully absolutely um yeah so so great to hear your commitment to that so based off of your experience in your in your uh on your youtube channel has it kind of helped you interact with with uh any like pediatric patients that you've been dealing with that um maybe don't really know how to communicate what's going on with them or or you know like the the kind of growth pain growing pains that come with with adolescence has that kind of prepared you for it more, would you say? Um, I feel like they've prepared me for my YouTube channel I more. I yeah, see. I think yeah. it would be the other way around. Okay. Um, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, a patient came in, you know, a few months ago into right. the ER and she was 13 and she, her mom brought her in and mm-hmm. um, she had just had sex for the first time with her alleged 17 year old boyfriend. And um, regardless. Wait, wait, and how, how old was she? She was 13. Oof. regardless of like if he was 17 18 like that's still rape that's yes. still considered rape right, um, right in most states so uh she came in and i said you know what happened i was i was trying to figure out was this an assault case mm-hmm. um i was also with the uh um he was the sexual assault nurse examiner okay. they're uh they're specifically 
they specifically come in for cases like that if it's a suspected assault. Right. Okay. And so we were talking with her and I, and she was comfortable talking with me because I was a woman. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, you know, where, where did he touch you? Yeah. And she was like, <laughs> and oh. like couldn't say the word vagina. Oh yeah. And, but she was laughing about it. She was like, no, I wanted it. It was fine. And I was, and I said to her, did he ejaculate? And she says, what's that? And so really that's like experiences like that are really what drives me. And really it just shows the urgency, the urgency of getting this information out there. Cause what we're doing now is not working. No, you know, the state of Pennsylvania actually doesn't like the majority of their, um, they choose to have abstinence only, uh, programs for school you mm. know and a lot of states can choose an abstinence only or, or not have an abstinence only program right. and do a comprehensive sex education so the information needs to get out there yes, yes. <laughs> there's an urgency for it absolutely um yeah i mean again this is i, I was looking through your youtube channel just like the videos that you have are so funny <laughs> they're so so great and so clear um and again like i think any any adolescent any any child watching those videos they're going to find them entertaining, right? Like they're not, they're not going to think that they're a drag to watch. And, and maybe that's part of the, the equation of why it doesn't get through in school as well. Right. right. Um, so thank you on yeah. behalf of the world. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, great. So, so I know there's, there's a couple other things I want to talk about before, but before we go through that, um, tell me about some interesting interesting patients or, or, or hap, like things that happened while you've been on rotation. Cause I know that's your third year is, is pretty, pretty fresh for you right now. So yeah. what's, yeah. Like tell me a great, one of your most favorite experiences uh, in your third year of medical school. Um, wow. Okay. So the one that's popping up for me right now is this patient that came into the psych yeah. ER yeah. and she was, she was just screaming, Mm. screaming at the top of her lungs. Right. And I go in, um, with the doctor and he starts asking her questions and, um, the questions that he was asking, she was just still, her reaction was just angry. Yeah. Really, really upset. And just like, I, I want this drug, you know, screaming at him, screaming. I had to close my ears. It was so loud because we were in this small little room. And he was like, if you need to lower your voice, because I don't know why you're screaming at me and I cannot have a conversation with you screaming at me. And, um, she continues to scream (laughs) and he was like, who's your psychiatrist? And she's like, just continues to scream. And I was like, doctor, do you mind if I take a shot at it? Okay, let's go. Let's go. I like where this is okay. <laughs> I'm um I'm in a communications course right now. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so I was like, let me let me use this this yeah. communications course, Absolutely, you know? Maybe yeah. maybe it'll be helpful. Mm-hmm. He steps out of the room because he was like, I'm over this. Like she's right. she's not communicating. And I was like, patient. Yeah. Can't say the name, HIPAA. <laughs> um I was like, patient, what you know, what's the matter? And she's like, I'm so anxious. Screaming. Oh. And so instead of talking to her another way i just really validated her her feelings and i was like whoa i really got that you're anxious yeah like that must be really scary yeah being so anxious and she calmed down and she was like 
yeah, it is really scary. Mm. And I was like, got it. What else? Yeah. And she was like, I'm, I feel really depressed. And I was like, I just let it sink in. And I was like, that must be really sad and hard for you. Mm. Waking up depressed every day. Yeah. And she was like, it is. Yeah. I was like, got it. What else? And we just went through an entire conversation and she was not screaming anymore. I just really got her communication. Like, I think a lot of people come, a lot of people have a stigma against people with mental health and um, problems, issues. And when they come into the ER, the staff or whoever saw this person as a psych patient. Yes. And had preconceived notions about them. Exactly. Before even talking to them. Exactly. Right. And so I looked at it as it at, at it as she's not a psych patient with crazy feelings, you yeah, know? Yeah. She's a person and her feelings are valid to her. Yes. And they're real to her. Right. And so I'm not gonna treat her like somebody who has schizophrenia. I'm gonna treat her as this patient who has valid feelings and she she herself is really upset, regardless of a diagnosis. Push that aside. Yes. You know, I just want to talk to her as a human being. Right. And so um, that was a very impactful uh, experience mm-hmm. that I had with her mm-hmm. just through listening for what she was saying. Yes. Oh, that You took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. I was going to say, you were you really listened to, you you were able to get to her that she was heard. Yeah. Right. She, through your communication, she knew that, okay, Olivia is actually listening to what I'm saying. And now I can continue to say things that are actually on my mind. And you created a space for her. You created like a, mm. a void for her to just kind of like say what was on her mind that maybe the other physician couldn't do. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'd also go as far as saying that you recreated her, which is something you and I talk about mm-hmm. a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, you were able to kind of push past all the, all the, you know, maybe, sh- maybe some of the things she was saying were nonsense, not to her, but out in the world. Mm-hmm. And you were able to recreate her to her core. Like what, what is actually going on with her? And then say that back to her. And that, right. that's, I think that's probably, that's why you were able to get through with her. Right. Cause um, she felt heard. She, she felt heard. She felt heard. And then after she felt heard, she was like, I could talk more about yeah, other things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great share. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Uh, recently, you went on a trip to Baltimore. <laughs> Be and, more. Uh, when I was when I was planning this podcast um, with with Olivia, we were we were talking about what we what we wanted to say on the podcast. Her experience in medical school, her YouTube channel, and then um, last minute, she nothing to do with this podcast she mentions oh by the way i'm going to baltimore to record this really cool documentary (laughs) that i never told anyone about Uh, i'm going to the the, one of the most dangerous parts of baltimore by myself (laughs) to record this documentary uh and i'm like okay how are you not going to tell me first of (laughs) all uh so uh i say you know i saved most of uh the story for this podcast i really i want to hear everything what what happened and why were you filming where did you go how did you come across uh this story or this this uh story that you wanted to tell yeah in in the documentary format yeah so um to own up to not saying it was a documentary because i was just like 
who am I? Like, I'm a medical yes, student. Like, you're yes. not a documentary filmmaker. Like, you're not a YouTuber. I who, just- who am I to have this Honest Health podcast? <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm talking to to famous doctors in, 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 in the tri-state area. Like, what am I? Yeah, exactly. We all have those. We fears, all have so. those insecurities. Absolutely. And so we're like, why do we have to define ourselves and put ourselves in a box? No. It's like, I'm a medical student. I can only be a medical student. You know, Absolutely. I can't have anything else. Like, right. I just started using the term. I'm a YouTuber. And now I'm becoming more comfortable saying, saying I'm making a documentary. <laughs> You're a documentarian. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah that is. That's yeah. that's what it is. That's the noun for it. Um so I was living in Baltimore uh for my internal medicine rotation, which was just like amazing. It was so yeah. great. Yeah. Um at the University of Maryland's midtown campus. It was amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. So I was in Baltimore and I was um I was living, you know, fifteen minutes away from the hospital, so I would drive home and Every morning and every night when I got home, you know, 6 a.m., 8 p.m., 10 p.m., whatever it was, there were teenage guys on the corner of the street, like right where I lived. And at the red light, they were washing windshields for a few bucks, you know, however much money. And it would be like two degrees outside, snowing at 6 a.m. And they were out there. Washing the windshields of cars. Washing the windshields of cars. That were driving by. That were driving, that were at the stoplight. That that were at the stoplight, at the red light. Yeah. Like, it didn't, never failed. Like, they were always out there. And I was like, what is their hustle? Like, where is their motivation? Like, what is going on with these guys? Right. So, I stopped one day and I was like, I was like, you guys, you guys inspire me. Like I drive by every morning, every night, and you guys are out here. You inspire me. Like what is going on? Why are you doing this? Yeah. And so they started talking about it and they were like, this is a government run program by the mayor. And she set this up to help us like really learn entrepreneurial skills. Sure. And then we can move into other businesses. You know, they want to do like landscaping and stuff. Okay. So, um, it's just a way to start to learn how to build your own business. Right. And so I was like, I would love to film you guys. I would love, to, I, you yeah. know, I wasn't using documentary yet because I yeah. was like, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not that. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, I would love to film you guys. And they were like, yeah, definitely. Like they were so, so into it. Um, the majority were under 18. So uh-huh. um, I made sure I got all my consent forms and I went back last week. So I filmed a little bit and then I went back last week. And when I went back last week, I just started getting their stories. I did one-on-one interviews with them mm-hmm. and uh, we were at the library. I went to the library with them, did the whole mic, did the whole camera setup, yeah. the lights. They loved all of that. Yeah. And we really just got into their lives one by one. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I was asking them is like, why, how affected are you with, the gun violence here in Baltimore. Yeah. Cause that was a concern. Like I watched the wire, you know, like I, (laughs) (laughs) um, and also I worked at the hospital, you know, like gunshots are coming in left and right. And so I was curious to know what it's like as a teenager to go through that. That was Mm. not my teenage experience Mm. whatsoever. Gun violence was not involved in my teenage experience. And now it's actually involved in more than just the teenagers of Baltimore. It's involved in high schools across the country. Right. So, I wanted to get an insight into them and mm. what they were dealing with growing up in Baltimore. Right. And they were saying, yeah, 
Like, I've known many people that have died from guns. Like, I, one of my best friends got shot in the middle, in, in the middle of the street, you know, in the head, yeah. died right in front of me, wow. you know, and this is coming from like a 17 year old kid having to deal with that experience that young. And, um, so then each of them shared their stories about the gun violence. And, you know, one of them, I was like, what would you do about it? And he was like, I would just start, you know, I would become mayor and I would just start, I would take gift certificates, a hundred dollar gift certificates. And I would give them out to people who had guns in exchange for their guns. And they could take the hundred dollar gift certificate and I could take their gun. We just need to get guns off the streets. Like, this is what he's saying. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so then one of my other questions was, uh, what are you most proud of yep. in your life? Mm-hmm. And three out of four of them that I spoke with, and they weren't in communication about this. Like they really, so they were sep- they were recorded separately. They were all recorded separately, and they weren't together. You right. know, in between. You know, sure. I was with them the entire time, one on one. Right, right. And I said, "What are you most proud of in your life?" Yeah. And all three of them said making it to age 17. And I understood what that meant, but I was just like, can you elaborate on that? And they were just like, I've like, I've known people like a little girl shot six years old outside her house while she was playing, you know, like another like 15 year old friend of mine just died at 15 from gun violence. I'm lucky to be alive at age 17 or 18 or 19. Each of them were different ages. Yeah. And, it's survival out here. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. It's survival. Right. right. And so, um, that just really, that really moved me. Mm. Um, it was, they were very intense interviews. Uh, the boys are incredible. Yeah. And, um, I hope that, I mean, they're up to big things in their life. Yeah. So I want to support that in any, any way I can. Yeah. Um, so, we're filming a documentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, that really, that really hit me. Um, we, we, I forget about, about things like that existing. Right. I, I don't, I don't even, I'll, you know, I'll go around my day to day and like, I'll have food on my table. I'll have water. I'll have all these basic things, a place to rest my head. And then people in Baltimore and, and other areas don't have that have to squeegee day yeah. after day to yeah. make to make ends meet right exactly and it's and you were telling me also it's, it's either that or or drugs selling drugs right 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 um yeah one of the other kids i was talking to him and he was like i have eight brothers and four of them have already died from oh either gun violence or drug overdoses and then i've have have a handful of other friends who have died from either gun violence or drug overdoses yeah and he was just saying to me he was like i can't go down that path because I know if I do, I'll end up dead and yeah. that's going to be my future. Yeah. And so I need to do something else in order to survive yeah. in Baltimore. Were you afraid? Like, were you, were you afraid going down there? Like you went down, down there by yourself. You um, didn't have anyone with you. Yeah. No, I wasn't afraid. I had lived there for three months. Yeah. But when I was, and this, I, this had never happened to me before. Like when yeah. I was in Baltimore, like everything was fine. Like I had no <laughs> trouble whatsoever. Like nobody bothered. It was, it was really, it really was a fantastic experience. Yeah. Um, when I was down there though, it was like out of the blue. It was like, the, I'm telling you, this is the first time this ever happened to me, but I was on the 
corner i was on the street corner and right before or right before i pulled up to the street corner the boys were like all like frantic and anxious and i was like guys what just happened what's the matter is everyone okay you know it was their normal corner right you know a few blocks away from where i was living and they were like yeah like somebody just got shot just right there like somebody just got shot like they were just you know upset anxious one of the other kids des he was on crutches right he's on crutches He, he hurt his um his ankle and he was like he was like that was ter- when he when we were doing the interview he was like that was terrifying for me yeah. i can't run i can't go anywhere i'm on crutches you know right, like right. if that just happens like that like what am i supposed to do yeah um so i was not scared yeah baltimore's a great city and i love it but um there's cleaning up to do and you know yeah. the mayor is doing that but there's more more always more always more to do <laughs> Uh, you are extremely brave, and I commend you for your commitment to those people. So, yeah. great job. Um, awesome. So, let's see. I want to also, I want to talk to you about um, what's important to you in healthcare. What's what's important to you in your life? What's important to you in your career? In your big game, um, your YouTube mm-hmm. channel. It could it could be anything. But what? Like, what really matters to you? I would say education. Education around health. Okay. Uh, because that's where change happens. You okay. know, so if... Which is why my passion is education for young people. Yeah. Because uh, you could educate older people as well. But it's just... Got it. Preventative medicine. Oh, that is what I'm obsessed with. There we with. go. That is my passion. It's preventative medicine. I see. I want to stop it before it even happens. Yeah. You know, um, HPV. Oh, my God. HPV shots. Like, if we could just have all the girls and boys at 11 and 12 years old get their HPV shots before they go out and start having sex. Yeah. Like, it would make such a difference with cervical cancer. Like, yeah. oh, my God. That'd be amazing. So... That is my big game. That is my big, big, big game. It's that I want, I want preventative medicine for me. I want it to just be the the first and foremost thing that I bring to the table wherever I go. I see. Um, and especially in underserved communities, mm. you know, where the education might not be that good. You know, speaking to the kids also in Baltimore, the boys they were they were telling me about the education that they were having and they were just like, I'm appalled. They were like, I don't have enough education. <laughs> yeah. That's what they were telling me. And I was like, Oh my God, like yeah. kids want to be educated. They really right, do. Right. <laughs> Whereas here in New York and New Jersey, it's just like, yeah, leave me alone. Like, yeah. let, me watch, let me watch YouTube. Right. Right. Play Fortnite. Play MD YouTube. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I would say. Just preventative medicine. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Game changer. That is going to change the future okay yeah awesome um great is there anything that we did not talk about that you wanted to bring up anything you wanted to discuss um i think we covered a lot but i just want to make sure that you get your message across and and that i didn't forget anything (laughs) yeah i think we covered pretty much everything i think the last thing that i would like to say um is what's coming for my channel sure yeah please so one of the things that I also want to empower teenagers with is having empowered relationships. Okay. Um, my channel is comprehensive, so it covers, you know, LGBT, uh, sex education. I 
have a boyfriend, so uh-huh. what I could do is a little limited, but I say everything that needs to be said. Sure. So one of the things that I'm doing is um, uh, my boyfriend and I, Carl, he... Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Carl. <laughs> Carl, if you're watching, Love dude. Baby. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the things that we do is our communications fantastic. Yeah. Because of this communications course, yeah, and um, you gotta tell people where we think this communications <laughs> course. Put in the link. Okay, right? cool. Um, and so we figure out our arguments, our fights, within like five minutes on average. Okay, um, and you've been timing them with the video camera. Okay. So <laughs> what ha- what we do is, you know, we're about to get into something and I'm like, babe, hold on one second. And he's just like, oh my God, you know, oh. and I grab the video camera and I set up the video camera and I'm like, let's that's, get into this. That's let's raw. Do- yeah, it's raw. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. it's raw. Wow. And so I'm like, all right, let's talk through this now and let's, you know, tell the audience, what are we fighting about today? What are we talking? You know, what's this argument going on? So they, they get like a very brief snippet of what's, what our opinions are on this art, whatever the argument is. Yeah. And then we work through it to the root cause. Okay. Because we have this all figured out with this course that we have both taken. Yeah. And, um, we show people how we work through an argument within five minutes and it's raw. That's what it's, that's exactly what it is. And it's awesome. I, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, I'm thinking like a 14 year old Tushar, like, like figuring out how to talk to girls, yeah. Like seeing something like your ch- your channel, your videos, and knowing that like like girls are people too, yeah. Right. I used to think that about boys when right. I was fourteen year old girl. I was like, boys are not people; they don't yeah. have feelings. Yeah. Like I thought you guys were so strange, and like and that it's possible to have a, a mature whatever mature means yeah, to right a fourteen year old, right? To have a relationship where both people can be friends, yeah, and and can best wo- friends, best friends, and can work <laughs> through something. Like I'm thinking, if at fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, yeah. I had that, that would that would be everything. That yeah. would like that would just give me peace of mind. That would. That would be, that would really, that would have touched me. And yeah. I think, are you, you're posting these on YouTube? Like you're, you're going to be posting. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to post these on YouTube. Raw. I, it's going to be raw. I, I don't <laughs> think there's any, I've never seen anything like that. And I'm going to be your first and 10th views. Like I'm going to keep watching those. Um, I could probably learn from them as well. And um, wow, that's awesome that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun yeah yeah yeah, it's really fun and then i'm gonna go into i'm really into exercise Uh um i was the president of my uh of the workout group on campus in med school and you were you you rode crew right oh yeah oh i rode division one crew in college for a year at at, uh, gw in dc that was awesome but i was a competitive gymnast actually i was a competitive gymnast for like 15 years Uh like traveling the country like super super into gymnastics wow um and then once I stopped sports, then um, I started a workout group on campus at my school. Oh, no, I didn't start it, but I, I filled the shoes of the person who sure. started it. Yeah. And, you know, we wrote our own workouts. You know, I had co-captains and we all, you know, led groups of like 100 people in uh, students, medical mm. students. And we're like, medical students, we got to be healthy. We're going to be doctors, oh. you know, <laughs> trying to get everyone out um, to come work out with us twice a week outside. Yeah. yeah. Beach workouts sometimes as well. Cool. So, yeah. And so I'm going to incorporate that as well into yeah. future YouTube uh, episodes. Uh-huh. You know, what is it? And 
and even go into like the biochemistry of what to eat, what not to eat, what are certain diets, you know, yeah. what's going on with the what's the ketone diet, you know, break yes. down, break down that ketogenic diet, Ke- the I'm ketogenic very, diet, right? Very familiar. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to get into that as well and uh-huh. then go into mind health, anxiety, depression, uh, uh, suicide, yeah. you know, getting into why do you have anxiety? Like what yeah. is there, like what's going on in your brain? What are the biochemical imbalances? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's there to do about it? You yeah. know, how do you solve this? Right. Um, so I'm, th- there's a big feature out there. Sure. Lots of a topics. Lot of topics to cover. Lots of topics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great i'm so looking forward to that and uh yes and um i think i think that's that's it that's really i think that 40 minutes just flew by like that oh my god it felt like 10 10 (laughs) minutes um beautiful olivia so uh again your youtube channel is glamour puss md yes um p-u-s-s p-u-s-s glamour like it's spelled in britain guys yes. keep that in mind or like glamour magazine please right. call me back it's not the american <laughs> glamour <laughs> word like color is with an o-u-r um and they can find, subscribe go oh, on go yes. to her channel subscribe please leave comments give me feedback um and i'm also gonna plug uh honest health so so yes. olivia is the the first episode it's a live stream uh, this this episode is going to be available on her channel as well as uh, the the studio that we're in, Bravery Studios in New Jersey. Shout out to Marvin. Hey Marvin. Um, he's he's uh, producing for us today, and uh, the video will be available there as well. And I will have the links on my Instagram, Facebook. Um, what's the other one? Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Snapchat, Snapchat, maybe Snapchat. I don't know. Um, and uh, additionally. Everywhere you can download podcasts, you will be able to listen to Olivia speak, as well as two additional podcasts that I've recorded with my good friends, Rejoy and Johan. Those are incredible episodes. They are powerful, powerful guys. Um, Rejoy is an internal medicine doctor, and, and Johan just graduated today. He's going to be a family family physician. Um, incredible episodes. Really looking forward to releasing them. They're going to be released right after this episode. Um, check those out. Um, thank you for your time, Olivia. I'm thank so glad we so did much. this. This is so much fun. I know. Um, <laughs> and I would love to have you back. Absolutely. Anytime, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Great. You're the best. Okay. Thanks.